0: All right, we're back here on Cinephile and a special edition here of the pod in honor of the Emmys which took place last night and a boat full of surprises. We'll get to all the winners, losers, snubs, and all the rest of it. But first, as always, give us some love. Subscribe right now. On Apple, you can find us on Spotify, radio.com, and as always, leave a review if you can. I really appreciate that. It helps the pod grow uh, from New 321 Thrilled out in back. Love this podcast and his take on movies. He's given me a ton of new movies to check out. All right, thank you very much. As always, please do subscribe, rate, and review. We'll have a new podcast coming out tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, excuse me. We're taping it tomorrow. It'll come out Wednesday in which we'll discuss the new Brad Pitt film, Ad Astra, and all the usual uh, components of Cinephile. But like I said, this is a special. One just talk about the Emmys, which took place on Sunday night, and uh, I found there to be a lot of refreshing surprises. Normally, you watch these and you kind of know where it's going, but honestly, tons of surprises all over the place, and first and foremost, how about Fleabag? Give it up to my girl Claire, uh, formerly a member of Cinephile. The air up there was her segment. She told me months ago, she texted me, you got to watch Fleabag. If I was still doing Cinephile, I'd be talking all about it. Congrats to her and Dan who just got married this weekend in Nashville, and of course, uh, Claire's texted me last night during the Emmys. Fired up for Fleabag! Fleabag's the show of the year, man! It wins Best Comedy Series over Veep in its final season... Uh, it wins for Best Writing, which it was expected to. But the biggest shock of them all, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the titular star of Veep, who beat cancer last year. She wins it every single time. She needed to get enough votes for her seventh statue for the role. Seventh statue for the role. If she'd won, she would have become the most decorated performer by the Television Academy. Instead, the final season of Veep, a huge loser, losing in all the major races, from comedy series to supporting comedy actor Tony Hale loses, and actress as well, as Julia Louis-Dreyfus goes down against Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who even after they won the, the best show, her speech was hilarious. She's like, okay, this is a little bit much. You know what I mean? Like, I was expecting a couple of these, but come on. Uh, like I said, she was expecting to win comedy writing, but to beat Julia Louis-Dreyfus and last year's incumbent winner, Rachel Brosnahan, for the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and to win Best Comedy Series. I mean, those were surprises all over the place. Joe, I'm sure you were as surprised as I were specifically that Julia Louis-Dreyfus did not win Best Actress.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, especially in her last season, especially since in in years past, it seems like the Emmys have always honored an outgoing show, kind of like they did with Game of Thrones yesterday. So that was a huge shocker.
0: Yeah, the ones that I was happy to see, especially early on, supporting actor in a comic series, the great Tony Shaloub wins. Listen, I would have loved to have seen any of the three guys from Barry, Anthony Kerrigan, Stephen Root, or Henry Winkler win, but I'm really happy with Shaloub, A previous guest, on I interviewed him at the Broadcast Film Critics Association back in January, so take a listen to that. I asked him about Maisel and some of his other work as well. Supporting actress Alex Borstein was hilarious. She's drinking booze when they announced that she's the winner. Next to her, good friend Seth MacFarlane, who starts roaring with applause. Again, I would have liked to have seen Sarah Goldberg win for Barry But Fleabag does not win. Um, Clifford and Coleman were both nominated, but Alex Borstein wins for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So early on, you said, okay, the the Academy does love Maisel. Second season, here we go. But those are the major winners. After that, Brosnan doesn't win. Doesn't win for comedy series. Uh, Writing goes to, um, like I said, to Fleabag. Also, the directing for a comedy series goes to Fleabag as well, to Harry Bradbeer. So he comes up huge. Now, the good news for Barry fans like me, Bill Hader wins Best Actor in a Comedy Series as he dusts off Eugene Levy for Shits Creek, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle Black Monday, Ted Danson, The Good Place, and Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. And I would say that I thought Hader was just as strong in season two, maybe in some ways better because the show was more dramatic. So I was thrilled to see him win there. Uh, you know RuPaul wins uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is standing reality competition program okay Patricia Arquette continues her late career renaissance she wins for the act I was kind of hoping for Patricia Clarkson to win for Sharp Objects but supporting actress in a limited series or movie goes to Patricia Arquette so a nice win there as I mentioned that was her kind of career renaissance but other headlines along with Fleabag and Beep losing we mentioned Game of Thrones as Joe mentioned they get the best drama series even though people were critical of the final season and reviews were mixed at best it does win best drama series but loses in lots of other major categories, including Best Actress, which Jodie Comer comes up huge. Beating Sandra Oh, her own co-star, nominated last year, was seen as the frontrunner this year. But Comer, playing a seductive assassin, wins her first-ever Emmy. Um, Another snub was to Ava DuVernay, who um, wrote and directed all four episodes of When They See Us. That's a dramatized telling of the 1989 Central Park jogger case. Saw five teenage boys wrongfully convicted and imprisoned for a vicious assault. Everybody talked about it when it came out on Netflix, but it loses to Chernobyl. Chernobyl, excuse me, the HBO's limited series as that wins for the uh, best limited series overall. So disappointment there for Duvernay. But the other big surprise of the night, the biggest one was Julie Louis-Dreyfus losing. The other big one, though, is Jarell Jerome coming up huge. That's right. Not Jerome Jorinovich, but Jarell Jerome, the actor. He knocks off Mahershala Ali, an Academy Award winner for True Detective, who was the best part of that show. Sam Rockwell, who's up for fosse Verden. Um, and instead, Jerome comes up as the winner, played the real life Corey Wise, both parts of When They See Us in his teenage years, and then more than a decade later. And uh, you could see the crowd really get excited when he won. Clearly, uh, it's a show that resonated with people and uh, it was nice to see him rewarded. Although I was surprised that Rockwell doesn't win or Ali again, Academy Award winners, you just figure they're going to get some love there. As far as Ozark is concerned, Julia Garner wins for Best Supporting Actress. Four nominees from Game of Thrones and Fiona Shaw Killing Eve. Think about that. Four nominees from Game of Thrones and none of them win. They all split the vote and Garner comes through. And speaking of another big surprise, Jason Bateman does not win for Best Actor in a Drama. Again, he's one of the guys that lost to Jarrell Jerome. Instead, he wins for Directing. Oscar actor, producer, director taking the drama directing trophy. Again, multiple entries from Game of Thrones denied. And even uh, Bateman's reaction seemed genuinely surprised. And he we went up there for the speech as well. Uh, if you're a fan of Succession, like Cabbie second season of Succession, lighting up social media. Jesse Armstrong, the writer, he ends up winning over the second season episode of The Handmaid's Tale series finale of Game of Thrones and the fourth season finale of Better Call Saul. So Succession does not go home completely empty-handed as the writing category does come through. As I mentioned, Game of Thrones does end up winning Best Drama Series, and they even had a nice little montage there honoring the shows that are leaving, you know, like Big Bang Theory and other shows like that that are saying goodbye. But as far as the show itself was concerned, I did think they needed a host. They tried that opening off the top there with Anthony Anderson. felt a little bit contrived as Brian Cranston comes on, talks about the best stuff television has to offer. You would just think with the modern era of television, you'd be able to have a host. Like a host is that kind of connective tissue that brings it all together. And without having one, I didn't think the show was particularly strong. Even the comedians, you know, Colbert and Kimmel came out. They did their best, but I didn't think there was a lot of strong, memorable moments um, Having said that, there was a few along the way, including uh, the best actor in a drama series, which was the winner to uh, another surprise, of course. It was Billy Porter for Pose. Now, these were the nominees he's up against. So I'm pulling hard for Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. I thought Kit Harington might win Game of Thrones. Sterling K. Brown, people rave about him on This Is Us. Jason Bateman for Ozark and Milo Ventimiglia for This Is Us. Instead, Billy Porter wins, becoming the first openly gay man to win an outstanding lead actor in a drama series. He's got this giant hat on. He goes there, he gives a memorable speech. So, again, you talk about uh, history being made at the Emmys. Billy Porter does that for Pose. I don't know how many people are actually watching the show, but uh, definitely he was a big winner there. So... As far as, the, like I said, the surprises of the night, Billy Porter for Pose. Obviously, Flaybag doing so well. Even Jesse Armstrong winning for Succession. One other thought for Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage does win for Supporting Actor. Again, I was really hoping to see one of the guys from Better Call Saul uh, win Giancarlo Esposito or Jonathan Banks, but instead, Dinklage wins for the fourth time. He's a real Emmy darling when it comes to the show. Uh, gave a solid speech as well. Says it was the time of their lives and you know they bled for the show and all the rest of it. Variety Talk Series, nobody can beat John Oliver. Again, he wins. It was pulling. for colbert try to get some love maybe even jimmy kimmel after 17 seasons but john oliver is a juggernaut in this category they win for variety talk series also win for the best writing as well and one of the better moments of the night outstanding variety sketch series goes to saturday night live again was kind of hoping for sasha baron cohen for who is america but instead it is snl lord michael's giving a solid speech he goes up there and spoke with the episode which adam Sandler. Uh, returned to the show first time in 20-plus years and sang that tribute to Chris Farley, his good friend. And as Lauren said last night, you had camera operators crying. You had boom mics getting emotional because a lot of them had worked with Chris Farley. And had worked on the show when Adam Sandler and Chris Farley were together. And he said, that's what makes the show so special for 40-plus years, that and the politics, he said with a wink and a nod. And uh, so SNL wins once again. Limited series. Escape at Dannemora didn't do very well. I was hoping for Ben Stiller's drama to get some love. Fosse Verdon. Michelle Williams does win Best Actress. So that was a nice victory over Patricia Arquette for Escape at Dannemora and Amy Adams for Sharp Objects. Although Sam Rockwell losing... Again, he, emerged, uh he was one in Fossey Verdon, Rockwell was, so he loses there. And the limited series, Chernobyl, definitely a solid winner. So HBO definitely knows what they're doing when it comes to limited series. Not only does that win for the, the best limited series, but also in a couple other categories as well. So good news there if you're a fan of Chernobyl. The one surprise, outstanding TV movie. I was really pushing hard for Deadwood the movie. Such a fan of David Milch's work, and the writing is so strong on that show. Maybe even Brexit was going to win with Cumberbatch instead. Bandersnatch wins for Black Mirror. So did not see that one coming and didn't necessarily feel strongly about that one. I mentioned Chernobyl winning for best limited series, also one for outstanding writing for a limited series or movie. that would be Craig Mazin. And also one for directing, Johan Rank. So, if you're looking for a limited series, Chernobyl will be the one to jump on. I mentioned Arquette winning for the act, continuing her resurgence here. So, really been a strong year. And even as she said in her speech, you know, I'm 50 years old, doing the best acting in my career, but I'm still mourning the death of my sister. And uh, she made a plea for trans women, or trans people, in fact, just to get more jobs and to be honored and to be, you know, recognized as regular people. So, Arquette's speech I thought was strong. Billy Porter also proposed some good memories overall from a show which. Like I said, Joe, I didn't think it was a great show necessarily, but I did think there was lots of surprises, and oftentimes that's a really good part of the show.
1: I think that honestly saved the show this year. I thought a lot of the bits, like the opening bit with Anthony Anderson, saving the Emmys, I thought a lot of those kind of fell flat. Even when Ike Barinholtz and Maya Rudolph came out after having LASIK surgery, I also thought that bit was kind of awkward, even with Maya Rudolph's amazing timing. So I'm glad there was something to keep... Us kind of entertain, but in, what did you think of Thomas Lennon as the commentator? Do you think that was funny or not?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see a lot of people taking shots at. Him. Listen, I think that's a tough shot, you know, job to do. Right, try to make some clever clips or one-liners. I didn't think it was particularly funny. It was different, but no, I, I wasn't really in favor of it. You.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought I thought he had some good quips and jokes at the beginning, but then it kind of just started to fall flat the further the show progressed. But I did really like Bob Newhart and Ben Stiller. That whole bit I found to be very funny.
0: Oh, yeah, that was great. You know, they did this whole bit where they, uh, honoring legends of the past, so they had, you know, Lucille Ball and George Burns, and then Bob Newhart, still alive, is there and ends up telling, you know, Ben Stiller, I didn't, I you know, I hated you in Tropic Thunder. thought that was pretty funny as well. Definitely, uh, I agree that that was definitely a good moment, but, um... Like I said, considering the fact it's the golden age of television, you would have thought there'd be, um, you know, some more memorable moments. But what do you make of the fact, Joe? You know, my buddy Max Breda, previous guest on Cinefile, was texting me saying, you know, the Emmys stink because you're honoring a bunch of shows that nobody watches. But I, I think, you know, you're looking for quality, right? So if Fleabag's supposed to be this good, this is the beauty of an awards show is so you are giving love to a show that should be seen by more people. And because it won these Emmys, I know I'm certainly going to now watch an episode or two, and I think more people will, right?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Especially Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you know, this was kind of her coming out party, I think, more so than the previous years. So Fleabag is a show that I've never heard anyone say anything bad about, and this kind of solidifies that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, definitely a memorable night. Like I said, I feel bad for Julie Wood-Dreyfus. You just would have thought the combination of having overcome cancer, having won the statue every single time, that would be enough to win the award, but unfortunately, does not come through. Uh, any closing thoughts, Joe? I think uh, we've done an Emmy recap that's suitable for now
1: uh yeah closing thought keep tiktok off the stage of the emmys that ken jong bit i i could have done without that whole thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) i do love ken jong previous guest on cinephile he came to espn once he's a really good guy he was great in the comedy central roast of alec baldwin but yeah that was not uh that was not one of the stronger bits of the night was there a favorite speech for you like i said porter for pose was emotional patricia arquette i thought was pretty good is there any other speeches that stood out to you
1: alex bornstein for sure because she uh it started out funny, but then she just hit this really, really positive note at the end and had the crowd cheering. I loved that speech. Yeah,
0: it was very good. And like I said, I'm so happy for Shalhoub. Even as he started his speech, he just said, listen, I know people hate when they start reading notes and giving out names and stuff, but I got to do it. <laughs> pulls out the notes, pulls out the glasses. So, hey, it's your moment. It's your Emmys. Enjoy it. Once again, thank you so much for checking out Cinephile. the file, the special Emmys recap. We'll be back on Wednesday of this week. A review of Brad Pitt's new film, Ad Astra. Once again, please go to Apple, subscribe rate and review give us some love and until then I'll see you at the movies